This is the Rich Eisen Show. And the Cowboys looked like they hadn't played a game together this year. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I don't uh, want to get into uh, any uh, addressing of any aspects of any part of it. The Rich Eisen Show. You know, he's had enough. And I think this is where you take a big swing at, say, like a bill. Earlier on the show, NFL Network Analyst Daniel Jeremiah, host of the Right Time Podcast, Bomani Jones. Coming up, host of Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We've got time to take your calls in this hour. And uh, so much happening, obviously, in the uh, NFL, fresh off of the Super Wild Card Weekend doubleheader finale with the Bills eliminating the Steelers. And then the Eagles getting eliminated by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'll be straight up with you guys and making my picks for this weekend way off on the Browns. <laughs> I thought the Browns were going to win and could not have been more off on the Dallas Cowboys, right? I mean, couldn't have been more way off on that one. And um, I kind of flipped a coin thinking the Rams were playing better and more consistently down the stretch, but the Lions proved me wrong on that one. This choosing the Bucks over the Eagles was as that was a, that one was the no the the, the that was kind the of no the brainer e- of the no brainers easiest one yeah for me yeah. it was yeah for most because they were playing and now the question is what happens there <laughs> you know suddenly the Eagles are holding the the beer of the Dallas Cowboys what are they going to do after their embarrassing loss and joining us now at the top of our number three is our longtime friend and uh, creator and owner of Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Are you in your kitchen now and you're in your bar? Is this the famed Florio bar, not the office? What do we have, Mike? What do we got here? Oh, I don't hear him. You got it there? You got me? There we hey. go. Yeah, where are Anyone? you? I hear you. Hello? I hear you. McFly? I hear you. McFly is here. Where are you right now, Mike? Where are you? I'm in West Virginia in my house. Okay. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. This is... This is I'm just I'm just messing around. There's no famous bar. There's a barn that has a bar in it. Okay. I do some stuff down there every once in a while. I had been doing stuff out of my office, but I felt like I needed to change a venue. I'm back down in our wine cellar. Nice. I know that sounds very fancy. No, we don't have much great. wine in it. Dude, that's awesome. Two salute. So, to salute. Yeah. I just thought you might want to make drinks for all the Eagles and Dallas Cowboy fans that need there, it right there's now. There's plenty back here. I think it wouldn't last very long. <laughs> but yes, there's there's plenty back here from the holidays. Still, we had this is the satellite bar. We got the bar in the basement. This was the extra satellite bar that my son kind of commandeered over the holidays, and then we got the bar down in the barn. Love it, so. Mike. Fantastic. Um, so obviously, I'd love to start with the Eagles and the Cowboys, but I do want to place them aside because I did text you over the weekend when I saw what you were saying on one of the many NBC pregame shows from this past weekend with three games in the uh, family of networks uh, and streamers uh, about Mike Tomlin. What, what do you make of his exit stage left that ended his press conference yesterday, Mike? Well, I, I think that it's important to understand the background of all of this. And here's what I said on Saturday night at halftime of the Browns-Texans game. Mike Tomlin every year after the season ends, He's all in, and then it ends, and he takes a step back, and he reassesses. This year is unique, Rich, because for the first time ever, he's entering the last year of his contract. He's never had to get to this point. The Steelers have always extended him before he's entering contract year. So that changes things. It's unique. It's different. So he will talk to his family, as he always does, and then he'll make a decision about the future. And the options, as I see it, are sign an extension because the Steelers, we reported a couple of weeks ago before the Bengals-Steelers game on NBC, Steelers want to extend him. That's option one. Option two, leave now and see if anyone calls and makes Art Rooney an offer he won't refuse for Tomlin to take over somewhere immediately. Do the Sean Payton sabbatical year and have someone trade for him as a practical matter next year or, or decide, I'm not going to accept an extension. I'm going to finish my contract and I'm going to do something that head coaches rarely do in the NFL, which is become a free agent. And so if he's thinking about even the possibility of coaching out his contract and becoming a free agent, I think what he did last night was a message to all reporters. If you ask me about my contract in any way, shape or form between now and the end of next season, I'm just going to leave. I'm just gone. 
And, and it'll be interesting to see if anyone has the nerve to ask him about it when he does his end-of-season press conference, because my guess would be if someone does, and I don't think anyone will ask, but if someone does, he'll just leave. I think that was the message he was sending last night. That's my theory, but it's based mm. on the background that I just laid out. So he's leaving because why? He just doesn't want to talk about it, or it's... It, I mean, it's you can't compartmentalize the two. You can't start talking about your contract while you're all in with the Steelers. And he's famous for saying we want volunteers, not hostages. And he has signed up to be a volunteer through the end of next season. After that, he's free to go volunteer somewhere else. And I don't think he just even wants to start down that path. He doesn't want it because it would have been easy to say. I'm going to be the Steelers coach as long as they want me. It would have been easy to say, I look forward to signing an extension. It would have been easy to say, I have no intention of ever leaving. I've been here since 2007. Mm -hmm. All I had to do was say that, and it's over. He didn't say that, so it's not over. So now we wait to see what he decides to do after talking to his family. He could sign that extension, and it would be done. But I think by walking off, in a roundabout way, that message is sent. If you raise this with me before I make my decision, or even if my decision is coach out my contract and become a free agent, you're wasting your time. Press conference over. I'm gone. So, and, and the reason why I also bring it up, not only because of your your insight that I heard you say over the weekend, but anything's possible, man. I've never seen a coaching carousel like the one that we are seeing spinning off its axis and rolling down the street because Belichick is out there and Vrabel yes. is out there and my college coach Jim Harbaugh is out there. Pete Carroll, if you're interested, is out there. I mean, so on and so forth. So it makes sense to throw Mike Tomlin's name in the mix. Is there any way one of the NFC East teams that got one and done, and not only that, but neither team even held a lead in getting one and done in the wildcard weekend, either one of those teams, maybe because of who's out there, willing to blow up their current situation? I'm going to rewind again by three, four, five weeks when we didn't know what the Patriots were going to do. And I think the end of the season, the way that it concluded was one of the big factors that they had gone on a tear and they had won four in a row to finish up. Maybe things would have been different. But once the idea began to be even discussed, entertained, considered in New England, one of the realities that the Patriots were facing was a fear or at least a concern, a realization that if they move on from Bill Belichick and they set this up where he can go anywhere he wants, there's a chance he goes straight to Dallas if Mike McCarthy fails to get the Cowboys back to the NFC Championship again. And that streak continues. It's amazing. First 30 Super Bowls, 16 times the Cowboys played in the game to get to the Super Bowl. Since then, 28 years, zero. Mm. That streak obviously continues, and that's what opens the door to Jerry Jones possibly saying, I'm going to reset. Mike McCarthy has one year left on his contract as well. I'm going to move on. Bill Belichick is available. You know, a lot of times we overcomplicate things. I think this is pretty simple. One of the great coaches of all time is available for anyone who wants him. How does that not become a factor in how you assess your current coach, especially if you have a playoff-ready roster that you can dangle for that coach? It's one thing to think about the non-playoff teams where there would be some sort of a rebuild. You got Bill Belichick walking right in and taking over the Cowboys or maybe the Eagles after what happened last night and after what happened the final seven games of the season. I think after they got beat by the 49ers, they kind of checked out a little bit. They realized it's not our year. And Coach Nick Sirianni never properly snapped them out of it. And it just continued. And I think we're on Mike McCarthy watch in Dallas. And we're on Nick Sirianni watch in Philly. And whether or not a move's made is going to be potentially influenced by whether or not the owners think they could be the one to land Bill Belichick. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Jerry Jones is known for sticking with his guy. And Laurie, you know, as we all know, read the room fast about Chip Kelly, got him out. And then two years after Doug Peterson wins a Super Bowl, he's gone. So uh, wouldn't you say that that is the spot where where a change might actually happen, even though that sounds crazy for a team that was 10-1? and one? I think both are possible. Both are possible, but obviously only one can get Bill Belichick. And who knows, maybe this uncertainty inspires Arthur Blank to make ridiculous promises to Bill Belichick to get him to take that job instead. I'll give you full control of the team. I'll give you more money than you've ever made in your entire life. Who knows? But between the two, something's got to change. And both, you can argue something's got to change. And with Philly, the easy argument is, hey, Nick Sirianni's gone to the playoffs three straight years, in three years on the job. Went to the Super Bowl last year. Had the better team. Was ahead. Could have won it this year, 10-1, and one, before it fell apart. 
No way you make a change. Let's go back nine years. After the Broncos lost in the playoffs at home to the Colts in the divisional round, and the late Demarius Thomas told me a couple of weeks after that, there were guys in the locker room for the Broncos that game that didn't want to go to New England the next week for the AFC Championship game, and they got their wish. So the Colts beat them in the division round a year after they went to the Super Bowl. Four years of John Fox, four playoff appearances for John Fox. John Elway fired him because Elway wanted to see the team go out kicking and screaming. There was no kicking and screaming last night from the Eagles. So mm. the precedent's there. As ridiculous as it sounds on the surface, the precedent's there for change. And we saw Jeffrey Lurie last night. I'd like to think of a good adjective for the facial expression because it was kind of a cocktail of various different mindsets and emotions fused into one. It was stupefied. It was it was shocked. It was angry. It was like seven different things melted into one, but it wasn't the kind of look that is a good one for Nick Sirianni. Mike Florio here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's your reporting on my college coach who was out uh, interviewing with the Chargers Monday? What do you have? Well, again, we got to rewind in order to understand what happens going forward. He thought two years ago when he packed up what, the day before letter of intent day and went to Minnesota to interview for the vacant head coaching job with the Vikings. He thought he was getting it, and he didn't. Last year, he wanted the Chargers job. That was my understanding a year ago. He wanted that job, but obviously didn't come open. The Broncos interviewed him at a time when it wasn't 100% certain they were going to hire Sean Payton. So Greg Penner, the CEO of the team, flew to Ann Arbor to meet with Harbaugh then. This time around, the team he was very interested in coaching last year has interviewed him. The question becomes how many other teams decide to pursue Harbaugh, and does he work out a deal to stay with Michigan? The reporting from Dan Wetzel of Yahoo from earlier today about the Michigan negotiations, that's kind of ominous to me. It sounds like Harbaugh is making a request there's no way Michigan can comply with, which, which makes it easier for him to feel like he's walking away with a clear conscience. This is the year for him to go back to the NFL. He's won his college championship. He's said that he's got unfinished business in the NFL. And he's going to have maximum leverage and presumably maximum interest. When you look at what he did with the 49ers, you look at what he's done with Michigan. How do you not at least have interest in talking to Jim Harbaugh and possibly bringing him in? Because he's going to turn around a bad team quickly. That's exactly what he did with the 49ers. Well, I mean, put your legal hat on and explain, if you don't mind, to my viewers and listeners, the exact uh, conundrum. What is it? Uh, indemnification. If the NCAA comes in and, um, and, and, and smacks down Michigan based on something Jim should have known but didn't know with Connor Stallions, what, what is exactly that, that legal best you know uh, issue that uh, that is kind of holding up that you say Michigan could never agree to is what you're saying. Here it is, as best I understand it, based on Dan Wetzel's reporting. Yes, Harbaugh wants immunity against being fired for any type of NCAA sanction that might be imposed based on the multiple pending investigations. Now, if he just wants to be guaranteed his money, that's one thing. They could easily agree to that. Fine. If we have to let you go for cause because of something the NCAA concludes, we'll still pay you to not coach the team. If he wants a guarantee, he's still going to be the coach. That's problematic because what the NCAA does, Rich, they issue to schools and to the coach what they call a show cause order, which means if you are going to either continue to employ or hire this coach, during the term of the show cause order, one year, five years, 10 years, whatever, you've got to show cause to the NCAA. In, or, in other words, you've got to justify, you've got to explain to the NCAA why they shouldn't come down on you right now and punish you aggressively right now for touching this guy that they've essentially blackballed. It's a fancy way of blackballing someone hmm. that the NCAA has used many times over the years. So if they attach a show cause order to Jim Harbaugh, Michigan's got to fire him. Otherwise, the NCAA is going to come down on Michigan like the NCAA maybe hasn't come down on a football program since SMU. Not that it would go that far, no, but know. their hands are tied once there's a show cause order. So if he's looking for a guarantee he's not going to be prevented from coaching, I don't think Michigan can agree to that. Well, I mean, and again, I, I, you, but you also have to understand if, if Jim has, uh, um, I guess, the ability – or, or Jim is wondering if the NCAA is on the up and up with him anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that does I'd want out if I were him. The NCAA is an inherently corrupt organization, and in my opinion, right. and I would want out. The whole the whole structure is a device for allowing the various member organizations to engage in blatant antitrust violations by refusing to compensate 
players and for decades refusing to let them even go make money off of their own name, image and likeness. It's inherently corrupt, in my opinion. I don't want to get me sued or you sued, but (laughs) I I can understand why Jim Harbaugh would want nothing to do with any NCAA member institution after what he's gone through the past couple of years. Mike Florio here on the Rich Eisen Show. Where's Vrabel? What's his what's going on with him? I mean, he's. I'd, I'd want to hire him, you know, and again, he, he'd, he'd be on my list. <laughs> well, absolutely. And over the weekend, we posted an item that was a very preliminary based on what I was hearing, kind of a match game of who goes where. The Raiders and Vrabel make sense. Albert Breer pointed out last week the relationship between Tom Brady and Mike Vrabel. Tom Brady's still got a pending deal to buy part of the Raiders. That may never get approved, but still Brady's involved with the Raiders. The betting markets have shown Vrabel creeping up the stack as one of the favorites to be the Seahawks coach. Now, over the weekend, Dan Quinn was the favorite, but I don't know how you sell Dan Quinn to any fan base after giving up 48 points to the Packers and Jordan Love on Sunday. If I'm Mike Vrabel, I'm waiting to see what happens in Pittsburgh. That's a place that drafted. You know, we had assumed he was going to potentially land in New England where he won a couple of Super Bowls. Pittsburgh drafted him and and I'd also want to wait and see what happens in Kansas City. That's where he finished his playing career. And if Andy Reid retires after the season, and he said last week he's given no thought to it whatsoever, I think there's reason to believe the Chiefs are at least, you know, putting on the radar screen the possibility of it happening based on how this postseason goes. If Reid walks away, mm. hey, there's only one team out there that's got Patrick Mahomes. And if I'm Mike, Mike Vrabel, I want to see if there's a chance there before <sighs> I would commit anywhere else. But Pittsburgh, may, he just seems like the perfect Steelers coach if Mike Tomlin would decide to move on. Um, I'm with you, man. I'm I'm stunned that they just fired him. I I mean, you're you're you had an interesting post as well. I think I reached out to you as well uh, about ownership in the NFL and whether some people are ready for it. I'll give you the floor. Um, you know, honestly, you know, I'll give. Uh, it's kind of well, a it's it's kind of a third rail, but go for it, Mike. Go for it. I don't. Yeah, it's it's. I guess it's more of a third rail for you than me because I don't work right. for them. I got it. But I'm only one step removed. But I'm Trust giving, me. I'm giving Trust you the floor. I'm giving you the floor hey. on my on my uh, on my show. I, here, I appreciate sir. it, and I respect you for it. Look, if you want to drive a car, and, and I, you know this is where the judge would say, "I hope you're going somewhere with this counselor." <laughs> if you if you want to drive a car, you've got to go take two tests. Mm-hmm. You've got to go prove in writing that you're qualified and then you got to get behind the wheel and you got to do it to the satisfaction of the examiner to own an NFL franchise. There's no requirement whatsoever. There's no test that you take. You just need to either have enough money that you're the high bidder to buy the team. You don't have to know anything about football. You just have to have cash or, or you have to have the right DNA or the right, marriage relationship. It's either family or marriage that gets you in a position where you inherit a team when someone dies. And there's no guarantee that the person who inherits the team, and we've seen it throughout the league, it's more common than not that you've got teams managed by people who didn't buy them. Not that the person who buys them has any qualifications in the first place, but this team passes around within the family family member to family member. Inevitably, it's going to land in the lap of somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. And my point is, none of them have any objective qualifications to do it. And I know that the approach that I've suggested as an alternative wouldn't be perfect. But look at Green Bay, where you have a corporation, where you have a CEO. Mark Murphy didn't just roll out of bed one day and become the CEO of the Packers. He earned it. He's proven that he's qualified to run an NFL organization. If all of these teams became corporations and had CEOs and boards of director and shareholders, there would be a lot more accountability. Jed York once said you can't fire an owner. If they were all corporations, you could fire the CEO. And some fan base is rich, and I'm not going to name names. They're just stuck until the current owner sells it or dies. There's nothing you can do. And it's one dysfunctional mess after another. The the Commanders fans lived through it Mm -hmm. until Daniel Snyder finally cashed in. That's what fascinates me because I look at a coach like Mike Vrabel and I say, if you know what you're doing, all due respect to Amy Adams Strunk, if you know what you're doing, you work it out with Mike Vrabel. You don't get upset because he said nice things about the Patriots when he was inducted into the team's Hall of Fame. And you're miffed because by implication, he was saying bad things about the Titans. You work it out with a great head coach and you keep him around as long as possible. That's one of the great flaws. And it's one of the things that makes it so fascinating, Rich, 
covering the NFL, you've got basically mom and pop operations that are worth $10 billion. It's incredible to cover it and to opine about it and to touch the third rail or, you know, jump on it with both feet. Well, again, you know, like uh, becoming commissioner isn't, uh, you need Roger Goodell didn't inherit it. He's a CEO of the, of the company and, you know, does such a great job of it when he's got 32 other owners who might have been in the position that you're just saying. And I just said exactly. that to try and make sure I'm in good shape. <laughs> But, but that's After the great difference. The that's a great difference. That, you know, okay, imagine if the NFL, <laughs> the entire NFL was family owned like right, all the teams right. and the commissioner is just handed down to this cousin or that son or this <laughs> spouse or this. Pro- right. It's ridiculous if you think of it that way. I, I mean, know. take a step back. This is ridiculous, but it's what we're left with. Well, it's in all sports, too, for sure. Uh, tell yeah. me about your book, Father of Mine. We haven't spoken about that in a while. How's that going? This that was the mob novel that came out last April. The the price has been slashed. Uh-huh. Not really slashed. $4.99 to $3.99 ebook. Nice. That's not a huge bump, but it's still $2 cheaper per month than Peacock. So, you know, not, not to go towards that third <laughs> There rail. you go, buddy. Yes. <laughs> okay. And Peacock is a great value for $5.99. It is a far better value for $5.99 than my book is for $3.99. There is a, an immense library of shows and movies, and you could have seen the Dolphins-Chiefs game and hopefully did. I saw people saying on Sunday yeah. that they canceled Peacock one day after they got it. It's like, well, you idiots. You had 29 more days nah, to watch the office, to watch this, to watch that. Like, why are you throwing it away? Anyway, uh, we got it. It was supposed to be a pitch for Father of Mine, but I ended no, up making it's all good. $3.99 on ebook. $3.99 on ebook, Father of Mine. All right, Mike, thanks for the time. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Rich. Take See care. You, That's Mike Flory, everybody. Pro Football Talk. There you go. Father of Mine, order now. So every NFL team should go public? Is that was no? That, it's that an interesting idea? point, though. Is what he's saying yeah. is that and, and oh, oh no, for sure. And took who's been one of the most stable franchises in terms of winning? Steelers. Oh, the Green Bay Packers. Oh, Packers. Come on. Yeah, I mean the Packers have. Del Tufo's not here. Otherwise, he would have taken out his. Did, did he leave his share here? He had it yesterday. He uh, wanted to wave it. Probably. By the way, somewhere. TJ, I saved he you did? that. He brought it. No, no, he saved his share because I'm like, if you let me get a hold of that, I'm going to tear it in half. Well, no, I, I, I <laughs> saved you from him busting it out on you on the show. No, what you did is you deprived this show of a great moment of you ripping up his share, his share and tearing it into pieces. On I can't air. believe. Oh, so by sad. the way, I looked. I watched back because we made a reel out of it and <laughs> popped it, so popped sad. it on our Instagram and TikTok feeds and what have you, of us coming over. Chris, you and I hugged him. Literally, and Del Tufo like like posed with it like, ah. He's so happy, like, yeah, they lost. I know. There it is. Look at Mike. Such a troll. You and I, look at Brockman. You are so nurturing there, Chris, just, to hug to give him, him out. I'm trying to massage yeah. and, like, and here make I am. feel better. Plus, you told me I smelled good. Which you is, did smell good. Yeah. I mean, I, just, I appreciate And then Del Tufo's like, ah, how about them gathering that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my Mike God. Mike was, like, pretending to wipe the grease board off of his hand before that. Oh, what a my troll. gosh. He's a troll. Game time tickets. We use it. <laughs> All of us here have it on our phones or tablets. We use game time to buy tickets all the time, and it's awesome. It's so easy to use, and the promo code's easy to use, too. It's also easy, easy to forget, I guess. So let me keep telling you. Because <laughs> you guys forgot Looking to directly them. at TJ. Uh, yeah. Put the promo code of Rich in. As soon as you download the Game Time app and create an account, put the promo code R-I-C-H in $20 off your first purchase. And again, it's so easy to buy tickets in just two taps. You can buy tickets in seconds. You could see the view from your seat. You get the all-in pricing, so you're not surprised by any sticker shock. You take the guesswork straight out of buying tickets with Game Time. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account. Redeem the code RICH. Twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. When we come back, I talk about my boy. Who made the divisional round? <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You were 29 when this first started. Now you're in your mid-40s, getting all rocked up like you did. Yeah. In this, do we do we need to test you, Matt? Did you take? No, you no, I should have. That might have made it made it easier. There, there's not in my experience. There's not you know if you're not going to take anything, which I'm not. The the um, there's no. It's the same workout that it was when I was 29. It's just you know it's just a very strict diet, two a days in the gym, and it's you know there's no. It's just all work. Like there's no you know, right. There's no there's no shortcut. And then just so you just cut out. What sugars? Meat? By the I'm end, it's I'm like by, by the this, end, by it's way. just protein and vegetables, and no carbs at all, and just you know two workouts a day. And I mean, it was it was a, it was a lot of work. For how many weeks, months did you have to do that? Well, I was in shape. I got in shape for The Martian, and then and then yeah. for this uh, movie I did in China, and then and then about ten weeks out, I kind of ramped up even more, and so it was um, to try to get under, you know down below eight then like seven percent body fat it was more about body fat than like weight so when you were done shooting what was the first meal that you had when you're done shooting oh right man and, like, i mean do? no for me it's italian food if i you know pasta and you know bread pasta red wine chicken like, parm yeah like oh my god yeah are you kidding me yeah, yeah that's the thing that that's what kills me my kids love to eat that so like sometimes when we order out we'll get this you know this chicken palm and this oh, yeah. parm and this pink pasta that they like and right. it's just like you know, plating it for them. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I start shaking. I'm just wondering if the Boston and you just came out. I, just, I think I just heard it's chicken palm. I, I didn't just say hear that? I didn't say chicken palm. I didn't say <laughs> chicken palm. I thought you just said that. Just I like did. Said. I said chicken palm, but, I, but I, it was a, it was, I forgot the R. It just, wasn't that it was. Hey, I'm the, I'm the same way, you know, when, when, uh, I, when I go back to the old school days. Of I love I chicken up. palm, <laughs> Rich. <laughs> He did say chicken pie. He did. He corrected, he did. Himself, he corrected himself. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pasta. Rich Eisen Show Radio Network back on the air. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Blaine in Wisconsin. Let's take Blaine's phone call here. What's hey. up, Blaine? How are you? Hey guys, how's it going? I'm good. What What's you on your mind? Uh, don't got a question, but I got an observation for you to ponder, if you will. All right. Um, if you compare the Green Bay Packers this year to their Super Bowl run, I know, bit of a stretch, but hear me out. So we have to fight through the last few weeks to get into the playoffs. Week, uh, the wild card, we play the NFC East champions this year, the Cowboys, then the Eagles, mm-hmm. go on to face the number one seed, win, go on to face the NFC North champions, back then was Chicago, this year could be the Lions. And then the Super Bowl was the AFC North champions. Then the Steelers this year could be the Ravens, which I think people would pick. So 
it was just funny when I went back and looked. I was like, you know, this could kind of be a little bit of a symmetry between these two. Right. It started again in the place where you won your championship in Dallas. In the building. Oh, yeah. Don't forget that. All right, Blaine. Thanks for the call. Hey, listen, All Packers right, fans should have every reason to um, dream here, right? Chris, right, TJ? So Sorry okay. to bring it up. I mean, Anything but they... Possible man. You're in the dance. That's all you want. You want to get into the room. They're more into dance. They just they just threw a haymaker just to start it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely got the attention of the San Francisco 49ers. You know, it's kind of crazy. You know, remember Nick Bosa, after they beat the Eagles, said, we just gave you the blueprint on how to beat the Eagles. And ever since then, the Eagles have been nothing but beatable. <laughs> Do you think he was right? <laughs> I mean... Do you think he gave out the blueprint? Great question. Because he's like, yeah, we we just beat him, and we, you know, it's a copycat league, and we gave out a blueprint. Did he? Did they? Seems like it. I mean, just looking at the results, it's a results, you know, based business we're in. They've been terrible. They've been one of the worst teams in the league in the last month and a half since that game. So yeah, maybe they they did. they, They lost that game and only won once. But they should have lost to Buffalo. No, I know that. You know what I mean? Like they no, should have. They, they should have sh- lost out. Yeah, there's the should have. There's the shoulda, on all that but stuff. It's not like they look great in that game anyway. There's the shoulda, and then there's what happened. That's the same. And I'm much. wondering if they get the blueprint. And the same thing is the shoulda, which is why I'm not getting to. And even though I love talking Baker Mayfield, you know, I'm finally kind of landing on that spot right now, two and a half hours into the show, because everybody kind of figures, you know. That the the shoulda the Eagles shoulda won that game because they're the defending NFC champ. Gerald McCoy said on our show the Bucks are going to win, and we all thought, well, yeah, because you've been you've been picking the Bucks all year long. You're a Buck, and you're you know, and I I I'm I went with them because I saw the way the Eagles have been playing. Yeah, and I'm like the Bucks are the better team. The Bucks For have sure. had played better football than the Eagles. I'm not just going to say the Eagles should win this thing. As a matter of fact, you know who should win this thing? It's the Bucks, and everybody's like overlooking them for next week. Uh, I, I, I'd counsel against that. I thought it was preposterous that the Eagles were favored in that game. Well, that's because of going the, into last night. But I mean, the the what you're seeing right here out of the the Buccaneers is stupendous. Mayfield second career playoff win, and. The other one was that that boat race of the Steelers when he was with the Browns in the wild card round, 600 passing on six touchdowns and zero interceptions. And then, you know, the next week, he, he put the scare in Kansas City, did he not? Right? So, let's just give him his flowers, man. This point last year, everyone's like, where's he going to go? And Aikman said it multiple times last night. Bucks were over capped. They were they were in deep trouble. Mm-hmm. Where are they going to find a quarterback who's like, I'll go there, I'll take less, I'll follow Brady, and I'll lead the team, and I'll be happy to do it. And it was a perfect marriage. You know, a perfect marriage. And I'll I'll also go somewhere and play for a defensive minded head coach. And he could easily go, I don't want to do that again. You kidding me? I don't want to do that. You know, I just had Steve Wilkes just there, you know, as my as my uh, as my interim coach. What a mess that was. So I'll go there and I'll I'll start becoming the primary vessel for Dave Canales, who hasn't called plays since he was in high school. I'll do that. And then I'll find Mike Evans in a way that Brady couldn't or didn't. However you want to put it. Come on now. Awesome. Well, he Just made himself a lot awesome. of money because good for him. He's going to get a hundred million dollar deal from them. He should. This is what Baker Mayfield had to say after the game last night. How does this playoff win compare to your first one? It's pretty good. <laughs> is it even sweeter considering the journey you were on this past year? Yeah, I mean, I don't like to directly compare, um, but yeah, obviously the ups and downs that I've been through in the last few years. Um, this one's great, but uh, our, like I said earlier, our sights are set for bigger goals, and so on to the next one. There's something about whether it's you're an underdog or a road game, 
um, just having your backs against the wall and knowing it's it's just your team versus everybody else when you're counted out. And it, it, it's always fun to be in that role. Uh, obviously, I'm pretty comfortable in it, but uh, our team has completely embraced that throughout the year. I think you're getting your last cracks at Baker Mayfield giving uh, some countenance to this whole yeah, you were in the dumps last year, and now look at you now. I think he's just going to be like, I'm the guy here, and I should be the guy here, and I'm the man. And of all the people to come into the building, I understand Stafford was a totally different ball of wax. Mayfield is the first quarterback drafted number one overall to win his first home playoff game at least five seasons since entering the NFL since... Matthew Stafford did it for the Rams mm-hmm. in 2021. Nice. So here comes Mayfield after Stafford in that building. And like I said, a whole different ball of wax for Stafford because of his history there. But who likes biting kneecaps himself? Don't you think he's like this? He, he's like a he's got a Dan Campbell attitude coming into that building. You hate me, and I'll plant the flag in Michigan like I did in Ohio all those years ago. I love the guy. I'm psyched for him. I am psyched for him, and the Bucks should be happy to sign him, right? Don't you think? Uh, they absolutely. should be done with the, like they're not going to be searching for the the next this that. No, they no, found no. him. He's found. Yeah, they found him. They found him. He's he's the guy, and he he needed. And to, and to think there was a quarterback competition in July and August. Well, you got to do that to start. I understand, uh, but, but if you look at that. From where we started this journey, and now here they are, well, the, winning a playoff game. The journey I'm going with is is he was uh, he was on the couch at that podcast with the dogs, you know, belly scratching up well, in the air. He was on his way to being right. a career backup, right? And then he goes to Carolina, and that was a total complete mess. This where, f- where 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 Carolina, I guess, was looking at him in the same way that Tampa was. Like, we'll see what you're doing here, and then they decide to go in a completely different direction. Yeah. They fire the coach. What a holy heck of a mess. The interim comes in, benches him. He goes to the Rams and wins a game right on on, on two days' notice. Right. And apparently McVay and him vibed, and he got like sort of a rejuvenation in him. And then, like I said, the Bucks needed somebody because I guess they weren't handing it off to Trask and look at them now. They're, they're in the divisional playoff round. Mm-hmm. There was footage going around X Twitter of last year him sitting in on the scout team for the Panthers at DN. Oh yeah, I saw that picture. That's what he was doing this time. Man. This time last That's year, crazy. So I think we're 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 going to be done with the look how far you've come stuff with Baker. I think he's going to be done with that. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, just want to give uh, a couple of thoughts on Vrabel and Bill Belichick going out the door here on this busy, fun Tuesday before Susie Schuster and Amy Trask take over the studio for their pod. 844-204-RICH, number to dial as well. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
And so it looks like Jason Kelsey is, in fact, retiring. Everybody's saying he told his teammates that. You saw him uh, hugging it out with Jeff Stoutland, the longtime offensive line coach in Philadelphia, on the sidelines yesterday, six-time All-Pro, one of my favorites that I've gotten to get to know. Um, and we all you know, have seen from afar what he's like with the Mummers Parade costume when the Eagles won the championship and – and then obviously what he was like doing beers to announce that he was coming back, right? Didn't he do like shotgun beers or something like that? Um, Look at that. <laughs> just, just good people, man. Good people. <laughs> good dude. Lots of fun. We're now getting to know his personality quite a bit through his New, Height, New Heights podcast, you know, with his bro. Yep. And uh, he came in studio here over the summer and we loved meeting him. And we posted this photograph, one of my favorite comments on the on the exchange is a, a viewer uh, or a listener at Wote09. Uh, the guy on the left of Jason in the photo looks like a bad Joe Rogan wax figure. That's a good one. I enjoy that. See, that's what happens when you're not here. You get those things read about you. Del Tufo does look like a child in okay. this photo. Well, I mean, again, TJ and uh, Jason Kelsey surrounding him makes him does look like he's a little wax figurine. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Jason, that's amazing. You're one of my favorites, man. And um, you know, I, I was tweeted that out last night. It's kind of selfish of me wanting to see you keep playing. 36 year old, he's got little babies at home. It's time to be yeah. full time dad. And then whatever, whatever he wants to do in media. I mean, off, off you go. So, uh, what an incredible run! What an incredible run! And um, just all the kudos, well deserved. And we will see him walk elegantly into Canton one day. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. If Nick Sirianni is shown the door, again, I'd I'd be stunned. You're 10-1. and one. I, I know it finished poorly, and, and, and the coach's job is to stop the bleeding, and he didn't. Um, but I, I, I don't know if this is going to happen or not. But if it does, my one suggestion would be Vrabel. Put him in the NFC East in Philadelphia. Don't you think he would be awesome there? And he also, once upon a time, famously said on this show um, that uh, A.J. Brown essentially is his guy. This is the answer he gave me two years ago, right? When in April 2022, when it was a hot rumor that the Titans weren't going to pay A.J. Brown and they were going to trade him Mm -hmm. before the draft, and they eventually did to Philadelphia. And this was his answer when I said, when I asked him the question about Brown. Is A.J. Brown on the the trade block, Mike Vrabel? As long as I'm the head coach. I, I, I love A.J. professionally, personally. Um, you know, I've been, I've, I've gotten him to, to know him well as his coach and, uh, enjoy you know, seeing him as much as I possibly can. So as long as I'm the coach here, I would, I would want to have AJ Brown on my football team. And then as we all know, he went and then there's a video, um, you can just see it online still of him getting up from the draft table in the Titans draft room. Like John Robinson's not making eye contact with him, and it's one of those hitch up of the pants that is the international symbol of I can't believe this crap is happening. And he'll never come out and say it, but that was the general sense of there was an issue from the beginning of A.J. Brown's departure there. And he's there. He's there. He loves running the football. Philly fans have been begging for it. I'm not advocating that they should fire Sirianni. But if this is a a situation where he is, I mean, that would this is the guy. Don't you think he should be in the NFC East? One of those two teams, right? Either right? Dallas or and then and then Philadelphia. Get, bring him and Derrick Henry together. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I don't know. Or both teams run it back with what they got? I think again, like I said, I think both the Eagles happens. And the Cowboys are going to stay put, and this is all just media. Yep, yep. Jibber jabber right now. Not saying that we jibber jabber here, but 
I I just think uh, when the at the end of the day, organizational meetings will be had, and it'll wind up. Yeah, unless it's proven that Sirianni completely lost that team in that locker room, you can't go from winning the Super Bowl to a year later getting canned. That just doesn't doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Hey, man, not unprecedented. Doug Pe- Doug Peterson created a play that had a statue out in front. Yeah, it didn't yeah make I know sense a beer company made it, but I mean, yeah. you know. The Philly special. And, and he got let go, and it didn't make Co- sense. Let go. He got fired. Well, he sat at home. Being nice. TJ, I know. TJ's being nice. Mutual parting of ways, I know, is the 21st <laughs> century way of saying it. <laughs> it was my point. That that made no sense either. Like, Well, I mean, in terms of making no sense, you know, in terms of making zero sense, Bill Belichick is a head coaching candidate that can be interviewed like everyone else. And I couldn't, be- I couldn't believe when I saw the tweet from the Atlanta Falcons confirming what we were all thinking. But there it is. We have interviewed <laughs> Bill Belichick for our head coach opening, and there he is, in a you know in his Patriots gear. This may have been the day that he came back twenty eight to three. I don't know. It looks more recent than that photo. But the the wow. if I had told you on that night, you know, when probably Sarah Tiana was inconsolable, right, and everyone else in your life very rough. We were all very happy. Okay. <laughs> Except for her. <laughs> a- anyone in Atlanta that that one day you're gonna have Bill Belichick interviewed for the job. And I gotta say this. I don't think Bill's interviewing unless he knows that he's got a real shot here. He's not gonna just although I don't like what does a Bill Belichick I don't know <laughs> coaching interview sound like? What does it look like? And Donovan Don had a great tweet last night. He was good. Just admit it. Bill Belichick interviewed you. <laughs> you know? Right? I mean, like, you tell me what facilities you're going to like. I need to know how committed, like, what's the ownership? Like, he knows Arthur Blank. I'm sure he's had conversations with him, but never as in-depth as the one that he probably had then, you know, in the interview. Does he come with, like, I've because knowing him, he's as prepared as they come. Did right. he break down like this is what I think you know I would do? Yeah, has he been does watching? He do that? Falcons do... tape right. since last Thursday. You know what I mean? No, like, guys, is he? All he does is he has a little Halliburton, right? And he walks into his job interview, sits down, they say, "Hi, meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you." He opens it up like Marcellus Wallace's briefcase. It, does and it glow gold? Beans, and there's he pulls out six little objects and he sticks them on the table. <laughs> Is that what and he said, that's my resume. Silver? And he sits back and, and he's like, yo, what up though? Like, like that, Pat that's what it is. Right? Yeah. And Pat Riley's got the crown yeah, royal back and he just crown takes them out. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that's it all he needs to do. It can't be like, hey, I've looked at the route tree concepts around here and I've got some issues or defensively, he you goes, know, hey, I like look, these guys. That guy number seven, Robinson, I'm going to give him the football. Hired. <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. The, the 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 best tweet that I saw from uh, from the ringer, right? Um, oh yeah, Nora Princiani. Nora Princiani. I I I I. She she's like she tweeted out a I guess a quote that would be said by anybody interviewing a, a candidate for a job. Can you tell us about a time you faced significant odds and how you overcame them? <laughs> like, it's funny. Well, it's a funny time. There's 28 to 3. I was wow, in the Super Bowl once. The Super Bowl. I mean, Houston. Wait, were, you might have been there. Were you there? I think I saw Just you. Just in case you might not remember, this is what happened. Uh, of all the teams he's yeah. interviewing with the first time out. Yeah, why would I don't know why you guys seem surprised. Of course. Why wouldn't you if you're them? Well, I mean, again, if you're Arthur Blank, and again, he's he's 81, and I, 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 trust me, I don't say this as an ageist. You know, no, Susie's Nana lived till she was 102 or 100, right? And, yeah. and we want people to live for as long as possible, and we, you know. But at 81, so, but like... no, but at 81, you're sitting here thinking, I, I, I need to win now, right? If you're talking about winning, like you, it's all about marking of time, right? You're wondering mm-hmm. about time. Time passes. And if you feel you've got a roster ready to win, and you decide I'm getting a new coach, and Bill Belichick does in fact pop free, and they may have been talking with one another, who knows? Uh, having a friend of a friend reach out to a friend of Arthur Blank who knows somebody who knows Arthur and <laughs> letting him know, who, like, if this happens, I'm interested. Are you interested? Mm-hmm. Check this box. And it actually does happen mm-hmm. that the Patriots decide to let him go. And he's there. 
how do you not hire him? And of all the divisions that he would then go to and maybe try and win one post-New England, it's the division Brady wound up in. Right? Nuts. Nuts. You can't make it up. If I had told Sarah that night. Oh, my gosh. You know, and James White got in the end zone, right? Mm. I think she was probably blacked out at that point. Uh, Hey, (laughs) one day Belichick is going to consider coaching your team. And you are way into the idea. How do Falcons fans feel about this? They got to be all over it, right? Yeah? I'm not sure. I think for Falcons fans, just her perspective, who's the quarterback next year? And I think that was probably Bill's, I would hope, one of his first questions. What's our quarterback situation? Or do you think he's, or is he telling him? That's his point. It's just like, here are my trophies. Is he going to go get Jimmy G? Mm. I know, Justin Fields. Which would be an interesting combination, right? For Justin Fields and Belichick. Well, the type of quarterback Bill's never had before. But somebody with questions, he's got 15 wins he needs for, for, you know, we'll keep hearing that about how many wins shy of, the Don Shula coaching record he is, but he right. wants one more of those to take out of his Marcellus well, yeah, case, I mean, he wants, you know? He, well, he wants to get to Brady. He, he'll never admit it, but oh, come the on. fact that Tom's one ahead of him. Well, he wants to win one more. It, maybe he's got to eat at him. Maybe the Brady stuff and the, the win stuff. He just wants to win one more. Just one more going out the door for Atlanta. Or just for himself, probably. For himself. I'm not saying he's do, he's doing it for a city. Right. But, but just for another franchise that he once upon a time yeah. prevented from winning one. So I'm like, you know, I owe you one. <laughs> yeah, but if you, you couldn't get one, I'll I'll come and give it to you. And and he, he and he, he upgrade with Dallas, TJ. They build him a statue on the spot. Oh Dude. man, a statue. That doesn't even seem like enough. And that's the other point, too, is that if you're Dallas and you're Philadelphia right. and he's out there and you can get you don't, can don't drag your up. feet on this. Like, what are you waiting for? What the problem the with Dallas what? is like you mentioned earlier, Rich, you let go of McCarthy. Now we have to replace a head coach and an OC. A play call. Well, bring in Bill, Bill yeah. bring in Bob, bring in Bill O'Brien, right? right? Uh, McDaniels. Don't you think, uh, don't you think he'd bring McDaniels with him? Uh, I don't know. Uh Okay, yeah. Uh, he, he drafted Kingsbury once. Josh McDaniels is a head coach. No, thank you. Josh McDaniels is an OC. Very good. Very how, good. how soon can I get him on the plane? Max Jones Brady made the Pro with Bowl with, with that. With Isn't it easy to be an OC when you've got Tom Brady as your quarterback? Hey. He did it with Mac Jones. Jones. He did. Mac Jones, Jones looked terrific. And the playoffs that year. I know you didn't just bring up the Pro Bowl, and and you're the one of the people who mm. sit there and goes, that doesn't even count because everyone just drops out. And made it. There was a tweet. From the Atlanta Falcons saying we have interviewed Bill Belichick for our head coaching position. What? That like, happened. Like what timeline are we in? It's like I don't back know. to the future Look too. Like what is going on? <laughs> Look at that. Six rings. Here's my resume. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. What's a, what's an interview like? Crown bag. Pulls out the crown bag. <laughs> That'll wrap it up for our show. Fun stuff with Bomani Jones in studio, Mike Florio, and also Daniel Jeremiah. We'll be back to wrap up the show on the Roku channel in a moment. 